Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoop. Let's go! And Johnson. Rock chalked some Jayhawks this week. Yeah, weekend. we did. Yes, we did. WVU wins 38-17 to this weekend, this past weekend, over Kansas. Didn't cover the spread. Well, they did cover the spread. Well, and they, then did, they did, and then they didn't. Then they, yeah. then they didn't. Right. And gamblers everywhere cursed and threw their TVs. <laughs> That's right. They were happy uh, and then very sad. They were the, the gamblers everywhere hate West Virginia University's special teams. Do, right I now. think it was on. It was happy and sad almost on consecutive plays, almost right. Yeah, it was like back to back plays. It was back to back plays. But anyways, Les Miles doesn't travel to Morgantown. They play Kansas. It looked great to see fans in the stands. Really happy about that. I'm, I think Johnson was happy about the old school blue unis with the gold pants. I was. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. I was. As soon as I. Saw saw that announcement i was like we are winning this game just like we wore <laughs> them back in 53 right. johnson's like 88 all over again baby that's right 88 all over again as god intended back in aught seven we wore the blue <laughs> with the yellow i think we should say it that way too aught seven aught eight seven. Yeah, yeah i like that so uh so the game starts kickoff noon kickoff the game starts uh Kind of poorly. So West Virginia comes out. Offense looks terrible. First series, it looked rough, and uh, and and just had a hard time with Kansas's defense. And so I, I, I thought it was curious that off and on throughout the day they had a hard time with Kansas defense. Came out in the post game press conference. Kind of interesting that uh, the KU defensive coordinator DJ Elliott used to be on staff with uh, Neil Brown and Jared Parker previously and so they kind of knew what he was going to do and, and coach said coach brown said in his post-game press conference he goes you know we prepared all week for you know dj usually runs a three-man front we prepared all week for a three-man front we were ready for a three-man front and then he comes out that first series and dj elliott and kansas is running a four-man front and it threw everything off it sounded like yeah and really that lasted guido in my opinion like the first three offensive series of the game we just looked like i was genuinely concerned we weren't at one point i think that third series we weren't even attempting to run the ball no uh and it looked bad early and kansas jumped out to that big 10-0 lead it, it did look bad and they were really keying in on zach frazier and he got beat a couple of yeah, times he and, did. Put, and, and daggy got put put on his back a few times early yep. there and uh and then it felt like towards you know i don't know maybe with about eight minutes left to go in the half or so it all started to click a little bit better for west virginia um you know i somebody i read a uh I read a great article, I forget who put it out, but somebody put it out that uh, West Virginia's defense didn't really give up any points this weekend, that it was all uh, points allowed by West Virginia's offense and special teams. Well, <laughs> and if you're in fairness to them, too, I'll, I'll jump on that, too, because the, the touchdown that put them up 10-0, now I'm going to get the tweets that are like, I'm talking coulda, woulda, shouldas again, but it literally, yeah. Nick Troy Fortune, it, it was in the breadbasket, bounced off his arms and then the the kentucky the kansas receiver was like oh look what i found and into the end zone he was so and the thing that i thought was so surprising back to you talking about the offensive line and daggy 
it was like you spent three series those first three series really being concerned and then that fourth series he throws a dime on an excellent run route by Bryce Ford Wheaton he throws a strike for a touchdown and you kind of Guido you and I were talking a little bit during the game when we were taking some notes and I was like I honestly don't know what to say right now because I just watched three series where they look like they didn't really know how a football worked and then this fourth series they that was amazing and I so you you get that impression like Jared Deggy he can do that you know let's not forget he can do that but it's like almost like they had to prime the pump a little bit or get warmed up or something I don't know but that that was great and then like you said from then on it was like they they clicked back into place yeah I think that you know it was finally good to see Bryce Ford Wheaton like click in in the place with this offense like this was and I know he's had some other good 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 catches early you know in the previous three games but this was definitely kind of his coming out game I felt like he he and Daigie really connected a lot you know this time around I will say one thing Scoot I spent this entire game, and I know there's a lot Guido wants to cover here, so we'll get there. But I, I want to put out there, just because I'd like your opinion too. I spent this entire game really disappointed in the receiving quarter. Like in the around the third quarter, Winston Wright provided a ray of sunshine for a while. I thought he played really well. But overall, like we can – it, the conversation where I was watching was, you know, we we can we can knock on Daggy, we can get on his case if we don't think the throws are always great, but you know what? Sometimes the throws are great, and our receiving core doesn't bring it in, and that was a frustration well, this game. For Sam me. James has not done much this year at all. Mm-hmm. Like he, we thought maybe he would build off of of last year, and I think I even mentioned that I thought he was a player that needed to have a big year this year to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. Yeah, you're right. I remember us talking about that. And he might even be one of those offensive leaders. He caught a, what, a 10-yard touchdown there toward the end of the game. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't uh, maybe 15 yards at, at most. Eight, eight yards. Eight, eight yard yards. Touchdown. And uh, if you think about it, no receiver other than maybe Ford Wheaton really sticks out in your mind. I know Reese Smith, I think, had a catch toward Winston, the end of the game Winston Wright had a pretty decent game too yeah Winston I, I Wright. think Winston Wright came and and then later on you you could tell he was working a lot of other receivers in to get some but um to get some receptions but just overall because Guido they also had some bad uh they were part of the parade of penalties that the offense you know false starts or illegal procedures and things that some of the receivers were involved in that I just thought overall um, even though you can't knock T.J. Simmons too hard on that first series, because I mean he got popped that that caused the fumble. But I don't know. Did they ever announce what happened to him afterwards? Because he didn't come back in the no, game. No, he I didn't. Think co- he didn't come back. They never said. They haven't I, heard what happened. I, I thought maybe concussion or something similar. Yeah, to I think that, he went to. The, he, I think he went into the protocol after that. Hit. Yeah, that that was my impression. He got hit just pretty much right under the chin. I mean, that was yeah. such a that was such a, a hard hit. So, but I'm just saying overall, I spent the whole game just really frustrated with the wide receiving core. Just just waiting on them to do better, really. Well, and yeah, and it was kind of it was good there at the end of the game. You saw you saw Reese Smith and you saw Sean Ryan both start to get a little bit of action. Yeah, but I think right. you're right. I think that was Coach sharing the love a little bit with everybody on the play calls. But so receiving core, what it was, we can't go without talking about the standout, amazing 
performance by Letty Brown. Yeah, no, he once again, I mean, really put the offense on his back, I thought. 203 yards on 18 carries and a touchdown, um, and also a reception for a touchdown as well, so two TDs overall. Can we can we talk about how bad Kansas's defense looked on that, whatever it was, 87-yard touchdown run, right? Because everybody on their team – appeared to be selling out for the run well and when you pack the box like that you know what once you get through that second level i mean he was gone and i thought i've i watched uh you know jed drenning had some good uh clips that we'll link to in the show notes but he really pointed out how good you know so guido started off kind of at the top talking about some of the offensive line struggles i thought when they started clicking that's an example i thought where Man, they got to the second level, got their blocks, and then Letty just did the rest. But, but yeah, I mean, you're right, Scoot. I think they sold out too. But once he was through there, what was that, an 87-yard run? They couldn't catch him. Letty kind of reminded me of uh, – I knew this guy. I, I got into a race with a guy uh, a year ago uh, on a beach. And yeah. he looked like a an older – Maybe less fit. Do I say less fit? I don't know if I say less fit. Uh, Scott Johnson on a beach <laughs> running a 40-yard dash. I mean, like That's what he kind of reminded me of. All you needed once, was the chariots of fire music once, in the back. Once Johnson like. got past the second level, he was gone. <laughs> well, And how about Gus Johnson was in love with Letty Brown on Saturday. Oh, yeah, he, he, was. he had been sitting on that, what, uh, bad, bad Letty Brown, baddest guy in all of Morgantown, I think is what he kept yeah, saying. He was waiting he loved for that it. one. He, he was had, waiting for that one. He wrote that one. He wrote that one earlier in the week, and he was just waiting for it. He was it. waiting on that. I just, every, here's the thing, and I, it was awesome that we had a Fox, we were the Fox Saturday big game, and uh, and everything, but, it, like, Gus Johnson doing play-by-play sometimes drives me insane. Like, the screaming, the play call is just the most annoying thing ever well, to me. He, he botched a couple names early on too, which kind of, when you're a fan of the team, you're kind of like, how are you getting this wrong? Like, I think well, he called, uh, I think he called Letty Brown at one point, uh, T.J. Simmons, <laughs> on a run or something. And I was like, why would he call I, him? Simmons? I like him though. He makes it exciting. What I would, I would. Uh, submit that Joel Klatt is the one that gets uh, if we're going to talk about that for a second because that's where the conversation where I was watching he kept saying that Deggie's got to square these receivers up and he kept saying what I mean by that is hit them in the chest and the person (laughs) I was watching it with said well Joel how about when there are four angry 300 pound men chasing him and he doesn't have time to square it up maybe they just need to go and get it and that's kind of where I was like man yeah I think the receivers need to need to do a little bit better but thank goodness letty was hitting on all cylinders it, on a couple runs he looked like a bowling ball going down amongst a bunch of bowling pins on kansas defenders i mean he was running with a purpose he was running angry they were struggling to get him to the ground it was it was fun to watch he he had a great day well and joel clatt joel clatt said something that was kind of interesting as well he said wvu if letty brown continues to run like he does WVU can be playing for the Big 12 championship this year if Jared Dagey and the receivers can match him. Yeah. And and I you know, the problem is and and I, and I you know, it's it's a young offensive line. It's 
and I think that's been the biggest problem for Daigie in a lot of in a lot of ways. It's just that he doesn't have the time. And then when he does have the time, and we talked about this a little bit in the text, I feel like he's so indecisive on where he's going to go with the ball. I feel like yeah. when he does have the time, when it's when it's only a three-man rush and the offensive line can handle it, I was like, throw the ball. What are you doing? Yeah. Throw the ball. Like, no, I'll, I'll give you that, Guido. He does seem to – he'll either hold it like a Mississippi count too long or yeah. I don't know. So I, I feel like maybe – He's waiting on receivers to get open. You know, I guess I don't know. I I just I'm kind of like Scoot. I I thought guys would just be bringing a little bit more to the table from that. Well, here's position. what I think. I think um, last year when we saw Jarrett Deggy come in, we thought, man, this is a breath of fresh air. A guy that actually knows kind of what to do with the football, seems real comfortable, knows when to tuck it and run, knows when to throw. And now that we're seeing him in a long span of games now we're starting to see some of the flaws to his game as to where he might have some weakness because we're not comparing him to Austin Kendall which what that tells me is Austin Kendall must not be what we thought he would be I guess is what I'm, I don't want to say he's bad because I don't know that he's really bad but Jarrett Deggy isn't as great as he appeared last year because we were comparing him to Austin Kendall. I do think that um, he must be I, – I think if there was issues, we would see some Austin Kendall in there at some point, but I, or maybe Garrett Green, I don't know. But I, I think Deggie's going to be our guy for the rest of the year unless something yeah, happens. Yeah, I do too. I just think – and that's what I kept kind of texting, and we were, again, during like putting notes in with Guido, we don't need a lot of points. We don't need the offense to be – you know, scoring like gangbusters. We, but we do need them to be efficient, convert third downs, and do some of the things that early on in the game I was just shaking my head like, "Come on, let's get this thing out of neutral and get going." And you know, they finally did. But it just makes me frustrated that you know some of the stuff we saw against Baylor and Oklahoma State, it felt like it was lingering there in the first half against Kansas. But uh, I know, you know this is um, kind of picky. And do you find it interesting, either of you, that? Toward the end of the game, we saw obviously we saw Letty Brown kind of take a break toward the fourth quarter, and we saw Alex Sinkfield, and then they gave Alex Sinkfield a break because Alex Sinkfield really wasn't busting anything loose per se, and they didn't bring in Mathis. They brought in a various Sparrow, uh, so I thought that that was somewhat telling. Yeah, I, that did surprise me. Now he he didn't really get a chance to do anything. They were just trying to kill clock. But I, it didn't. It, it yeah, it was interesting. I agree with you. It did surprise me. Can I tell you? Can I tell you what made me excited in junk time was I. It was the first time I can it, tell me if you can remember another time. Maybe Tavon Austin is the last one I can remember to see somebody like Reese Smith quick and in the slot kind of receiver position. Yeah, and it. It was I, I I think I put in the box note. It felt like there was like a a Wes Welker or Julian Edelman yeah, type. You that's know, who it puts you in the mind. I would of. say yeah, yeah. maybe Jock Sanders was the last one to maybe make me think a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good example. Kinda, I think I like it, I like that. I like having that ability where you know not all your receivers are these deep threats or Z routes or whatever that they're you know that you can run these like short cross routes and pick up eight yards here and there. I kind of like that. <laughs> The concept. Well, Reese Smith looks hungry. He looks hungry to, to catch a ball and go. De- definitely. Let's uh, let's talk uh, about what I would like to call the 
number one defense in college football, the West Virginia Mountaineers defense. Yes, call them that because they it are. Is they are the number one defense it in is. college football right it now. It is accurate. Vic who? <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, well, I I think I was so impressed with even the so it's a given that you're impressed and and he had like play of the year. Uh, you're always impressed with the Stills brothers. Um, and especially, I mean, the interception that, that Darius had was just crazy. But I mean, I, you're going to see that it, come come April, that that highlight yeah, is going to be you're all gonna, over the place. And you're going to see April. it on draft day yep. as well. I mean, that's going to be, you know, you're talking about this big dude that has that kind of athleticism making that kind of interception. You know, just but see how wild but, his teammates went. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, yeah, they it loved was nuts. That. It was fun, man. It was great to watch. But, Scoot, I thought of you when they started talking about Prince Akeem Mesador. I like that. You know I like that. I knew you would you, like you that. You knew I like that. I think – I'm going to tell you right now, that guy is going to be the next. He is the next. Well, look, real talk, he's not – if you step back, you start to realize that he's not even on the field that often, and that's the type of impact he's making. He's, he's second in the Big 12. Yeah, right. And he's got like 77 snaps or some, some right, ridiculously low right. number. And, and again, another true, true freshman. Yeah. True freshman. And he doesn't look no, it. No, he doesn't look it. And no. that's what I like. That's what I like. I, I know last year we had Reuben Jones, which he was a great player a good transfer but he we had him for a year like right. we've had other guys come in for a year or so and then they're, they're gone but the more we get to i like having this guy the more we get to know these guys tyke smith trashawn miller adai uh we're, you know troy. we're talking about message yeah nick troy we're talking about fields had a big game i just i think chandler Samedo made oh you my know, god some, some great plays i mean he, he buried a guy yeah he pretty much ripped a dude's face off late in the game i i just i love i i love to see that i love them seeing them you know get so hyped on that interception like you guys Pooler, jeffrey pooler was another one that had i mean tackles they're fun to watch and and that's why i say like the offense probably has a bit of grace period to these games if stuff isn't immediately working because the defense is going to keep it well what what stands out to me is they're solid in all three levels of their defense, right? Yeah, they're solid up right. front. Their linebacking core is solid. And then their secondary is as solid as they've been probably in a long time. I mean, yeah, and it's I crazy so to too. say that because we've got guys in the NFL that were on recent teams. But it just there's a comfort level I think we all have with the defense right now, knowing that the guys, you know, even some of the guys coming off the bench probably would start for other teams. Um, it feels good to have that. I don't know that we could have said that here in the last 10 years. No, I agree with you. It feels good. And it's just, that's why too, if I'm being honest, it's frustrating to then talk about the offenses, you know, kind of stuttering and not, not being able to get it together on all gears because the defense is going to take care of them. I thought like, so in this game, as soon as we hit that 17 to 10 and had kind of flipped it in my mind, I was like, we're, we're in good shape now. Cause the yeah. defense is rolling and, and we're good now. Yeah. When we were at 17 to 10, I was like, well, we've got, we're going to win this game. It may not be pretty, but we're going to win this. Yeah. Game. Like, right. I, I, you know, uh, those, those 10 points were so fluke from Kansas like that that score should have been 38 to nothing. That score should have been 54 to oh, <laughs> right. Nick Troy Nick Troy Fortune catches that ball instead of having it bounce right. off him. Right. I mean, it's not even a sure. It's a, it's a 
a three-point score from them yeah. total. I mean, because he had it played perfectly. It was just one of those things. But I think they, you know, the defense obviously came to play, and it and it was nice to see. So another week, another time we get to talk about special teams as we ought to do. Yeah. First question I have for you, Scoot, is how did you feel about Tyler Sumpner and the for the brand chip shot that he pulled out? I saw that. Uh, I I mean. It was a good kick. It was a good. It was a good kick. It was uh, definitely a good kick, and he yeah. deserved to be a little pumped. And then he didn't come back into the game. I don't know what happened. Well, he caught. I mean, in 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 some of Coach Brown's um, interviews this week prior to the game, you know, one of the things that Coach Brown had complained about was that on punts, the hang time and some issues with not giving the guys enough time to get downfield. And then you saw it was also he had problems with it on kickoffs. So you saw Casey Leg kick this week and Evan Staley no longer doing kickoffs this week and Evan Staley just missing field goals occasionally. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see kind of all of this like shifting and changing that Coach Brown's trying to do on, on the special teams, especially when it comes to the the kicking game. So I know a guy who could find a, a master's program and could kick either leg. Should I say something to Coach Brown? I feel like you might want to toss, just throw it out there. Throw just your name out there. Put a little yeah, bug in his Coach ear, Brown, right? if you're out there, if you're looking for a soon-to-be 43-year-old kicker slash punter who can kick either leg, holler at me. I, I Going back to Tyler Sumpner and the punting. So he had that punt, beautiful punt, put him on the one-yard line, 37-yard punt, and then he gets pulled, and Colton McGee comes in and becomes the punter for the rest of the game, has four punts for 152 yards. I can't tell, did he get pulled because Coach wasn't happy with the punt, or did he get pulled because Coach wasn't happy with the chip shot? Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if maybe that's more so the the latter instead of the former. Maybe. Or is it the former? Which one goes first, the I former or like the latter? The latter is l- latter, later, yes. latter. Is the that, latter is that is true, Johnson? Is later. Yes. Former is the first thing. Yeah. Ladder is the last thing. Right. Okay. Um, I feel like Coach Brown though is the kind of guy who would, you know, pull a pull pull a player for pulling something like that for doing something like that. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, I think that too. I I don't know. I feel like in the in the moment of the game, like especially if something else wasn't as buttoned up as he liked, and then he saw that, I'm sure he wouldn't be thrilled about it. So it wouldn't shock me. Now, speaking of kickers, though, early on, uh, Staley did miss, I think, a 44-yarder. He came back later and hit two field goals, Guido, I think, through the rest of the game. So I think he, you know, by the end of the game, he had kind of, he had a okay performance. But I think you were the one that pointed out at one point someone else was taking over, I think, kickoff duties. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I was saying, that that uh, that Casey Legg's been taking over kickoff duties to, to you know, to, and, and that's still... We still had problems with that. I mean, that was more on kickoff coverage problems, but, you know. Do you I ever just, think, like, I? and I know this is ridiculous, but it is kind of ironic that the guy's name is Casey Legg, and he's a kicker, right? <laughs> That'd be like having Bob Throw as a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so so you saw so you saw Tyler Sumpner uh, going back to the punting game real quick. Bob Throw. I, I listen. <laughs> It would be a good name for a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, Randy Catch as his, right, as his yeah, receiver. As wide receiver. That's what I was just Jimmy thinking. Jimmy Run. <laughs> and Stephen Butts as his center. Yeah. <laughs> but then you go you go on uh, still uh, you know punt or kickoff coverage was still kind of weak. 
we had, you know, we had that problem with that, you know, we that return at the end of the game to make it seven to to break to to kill all the gamblers to to get rid, you know, to make us not cover. Right. right. And I mean, like Johnson and I were texting back and forth, and Johnson says, right, right on time, you know, right, right on cue. Here's the special teams, <laughs> like. We score. We take the thirty-eight point lead or the thirty-eight to seventeen lead, and here comes uh, here comes special teams. Letting I'm back a little in the door. upset that my score did not hold up. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that, Scoot. Well, twenty-eight to four did not leave. It, it didn't live a very long life, Scoot, because I was they jumped upset out to that that ten yeah. lead kind of. Yeah, the ten the ten nothing lead in the first two minutes of the game kind of put the kibosh on that. So, um, so yeah. Overall, I have to say that I'm. I was pleased, I guess, I would I would say with this weekend's performance. I do feel like this is one of those instances though like even though we pulled away and the score and I think if you if you take out all the mistakes that allowed points, but those are going to happen anyways. Like the the defense still looks amazing. The offense still has its struggles, but Letty Brown's definitely, you know, looked great. Right. Um but this we have to say all of this and make sure we understand that we have to take it with a grain of salt because it was Kansas. Yes. Right. And Yeah, I so, think you have to say that. I agree with you. I mean, yes, but, we're all happy, everything looked great, but yes, it was Kansas. I totally agree. Like it it was Kansas, right? Like like so I think that's the, the, my my question to you guys is is like if this wasn't Kansas, if if Saturday hadn't been Kansas and it was Oklahoma, if it was Baylor again, if it was, you know, Texas Tech that we're playing next week, would the outcome have been the same? Well, I if you just my quick opinion, I think if it would have been one of those opponents or, you know, a better opponent to to still to come, I think we'd be lamenting the offense even more than we are. I think it would have been another one of those Baylor games where I felt like uh opportunity after opportunity was being presented by the defense and the offense just wouldn't wouldn't take it wouldn't cash it in I I think that's probably you know if another team that's a bit better than Kansas jumps out to that 10-0 lead then I think the offense really has to step up you know that the defense can keep pitching that you know shutout keeping them in keeping them in it but um that's where I think we would have been and we'd be sitting here um you know, like I'm already kind of on this receiving core. I think we'd we'd be a little more critical of, of stuff on the offensive side. Now we uh, we travel next weekend, and no, so just to talk about the Big Twelve real, real quick, we were the only Big Twelve game this weekend because the Baylor game had gotten canceled. Baylor Oklahoma State that game was canceled, right? Due to Baylor's Baylor's uh, COVID craziness. Yes. Um. So next weekend we travel. Um, down to see Texas Tech. We're going to Lubbock, boys. And um, that game is a very odd uh, 5.30 kickoff on Saturday on ESPN2. So trying to squeeze in that game before 8 o'clock. Scoot and I were talking about that. Maybe ESPN just trying to get an extra game that's in a, there. That's a local news special right there. Yeah. The 5.30 so, uh, p.m. local news. So, so five 5.30 kickoff. Right now, going into Texas Tech, West Virginia is favored by three points three point favorites going into the game yeah and and i think guido just to to look ahead to that i like texas tech is playing some pretty bad football right now so i think it's enough just like last week we said okay look here comes kansas it's at home we're gonna have some fans in the stands let's take care of business here like let's get this done 
and I know like going on the road in this conference stinks for us, but Texas Tech's not playing very well. Let's let's go get this done. This is another opportunity. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Let's go grab another win. Yeah, so Texas Tech is 0-3 right now. Or 1-3, I should say, and 0-3 in the Big 12. Um, so they are definitely struggling right now. They're struggling on both sides of the ball. Offensively, they're nationally ranked um, uh, at near the bottom. Defensively, they're nationally ranked uh, near the bottom. So, you know, it's 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 uh it's a it's an opportunity for us to take that next step and we had this all three of us had this as a win uh when we, we did. did our preseason yeah, and so i think that's what i'm thinking about too like i still think that schedule turns more difficult later in the season as we hit into november so let's go let's go take care of this scoot let's just go get this win i've got my score on. already in mind all right, so let's do our predictions uh, <laughs> right. going into this weekend three, against Texas Tech. Four in to Lubbock. one, maybe. <laughs> Scoots like. <laughs> All right, so three. So so we have to. We're getting. We're giving them three. Correct. Yeah. Giving them three. Yeah. We're, uh, we're my prediction is thirteen nine. We cover the spread. <laughs> thirteen nine. All right. Field goal, strong game. That that score is that score should not be allowed as a when, when was the last time the big 12 had a game that was under a combined 25 under a combined 25 points yeah i probably uh like 1963 like <laughs> before the big 12 existed 13 9 uh, 13 9 all right uh go ahead johnson what do you got for this game uh i think so I think it's this in Lubbock, defense, right? In Lubbock. Yeah, it's in, 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 in Lubbock, Lubbock. In Lubbock. I think this defense comes to play again. And I I'm gonna go um Are you worried about the elevation? Are you factoring that in? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, or the wind that yeah. we always talk about. It's got a dry wind over there in Lubbock. I, I'm gonna go twenty eight twenty four Mountaineers. Ooh. Okay. All right. So uh, I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to go on the other end. So looking at what Texas Tech has done so far this season, they've put Which up is a cheating, lot of points. By the way, we well, didn't do that. Listen, somebody's got to do their research, man. In this, in the, the three of us. So uh, they've put up a lot of points. They put 56 points on. You remember that crazy game against Texas where they Texas beat them, but it was like 63 to 56. Yeah, that's true. Um, they put. Uh, they've only. So they've kind of been on this downward spiral since then, though. They, they put, put twenty-five on the Houston Baptist. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, Houston, Houston uh, the Baptist CVSers. University of right. CVS. <laughs> the, the pharmacists is that they what are pharmacists? <laughs> they are CVS I'm, adjacent. Is what I'm going to say that uh, West Virginia does win this weekend, though. I'm going to go. It's going to be forty-two to twenty-one. West Virginia. Wow. Wow. Double them. So you think we put up 42. All right. I think we put up 42. I am feeling confident that this receiving core is going to finally is finally starting to click. You're going to have Bryce Ford Wheaton, who now had a good game, start to get more double coverage pulled onto him. And it's going to allow some of these other receivers to open up a little bit more and uh, and give us and Jared Dagey is going to, you know, hit him in the numbers. That's, well, that's what I mean, nothing would make me happier. Um so I hope you're right, but I think we still are going to be uh, leaning on the baddest man in Morgantown. Lady, Lady Brown. Uh, so, guys, you want to hear some good news for Kansas, though, coming out of this game against West Virginia? What's that? It was officially announced this weekend that Kansas, along with the other 126 
Division One schools are all bowl eligible this year. Oh, so that's Kansas, right. Kansas could go to a bowl. Yeah. Everybody's bowl eligible. There's Everybody's no, invited. Everybody's invited. So 72 teams out of those 127 are going to get picked to go to a bowl. Uh, so, you know, it could, does that, does that for you guys, if you're on a bold decision committee, does that change how you put teams on your, in your bowl game? I think yes. Because you're going to like, you, you, like, like somebody's going to have to take Liberty because Liberty's like beating everybody. Um, you say, you know, but like now that some of these other teams that are terrible, that usually wouldn't be bowl eligible, that probably might draw some fans. You know, Texas Tech might be one of those teams. Like, you're going to take Texas Tech over one of those other schools. Yeah, I think it does, too. I mean, especially if you were going to do, I don't know, the smart, dare I say, the smart thing and, you know, make your bowl um, appeal to a regional crowd that maybe there's a big fan base out there that's not bowl eligible. Now you can invite them. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's I, I think it's super interesting that they, they did this. What I if mean, you I went thought for- after two really bad teams? But they just happen to have a real big draw to the area. Like you could see, it's possible you could see two, two in ten teams. I mean, would you really want to? I don't know. But if if they're popular locally, right? Well, and that's and that's part of why I think why they said they did it was to allow more regionality to the bowls. I'm wondering like what's going to happen with this whole you know these conferences have these deals with these bowls if that's going to change at all between now and then. But it, it from the outset right now, from what we're hearing, like these bowls are going to happen. We're going to be able to watch football around Christmas time, which will be nice if it really happens. And, and, and the reality of it is, is that ESPN and Fox and all of these and even the schools, they can't afford not to have these these games. They you know, we're at a point now where there's just so much money that's involved with this that I feel like they have to they've got to play these bowl games just to allow these schools to get you know, some income off of them. Um, so let's talk a little bit about basketball, guys. We got a little bit of basketball news. So a couple couple of things came out this week that is fun and exciting news for us on the basketball front. We talked about it last week. Um, WVU is going to South Dakota. Sioux City is beautiful during Thanksgiving, I hear. Um, they're going to play in the officially named, are you ready, Scooty? Yes. The Bad Boy Mowers Crossover Classic. Which... I know the Bad Boy Mowers did some sort of sponsorship for another tournament, but it wasn't. It was that the Battle for Atlantis. Is that was well, they what they had, did uh, football bowl sponsorship as well. Yeah, they had a bowl sponsorship. That's where I mean, you've year. definitely heard it now, there before. I'm going to come across as sounding um, inept or or lacking knowledge. I guess I don't even like. Have you ever seen a Bad Boy mower? I've n- I don't even know where these things are. Like, where are I mean, these things? Who sells them? Pretty awesome mower. Yeah, I mean, I don't it know. would make more sense to me if it was the Husqvarna have anything bad boy. classic. I don't see any Bad Boy mowers at my Lowe's or Home Depot. So where are I think these, these things are, sold? I think these are like high end mowers. I think these are like uh, these are like so that the average person probably doesn't have them. These are like high end residential. Like these are like the BMW of. Of lawnmowers. Scoot wants uh, the Scoot wants the Troy built like how about crossover the Cub classic. Cadet, the Cub Cadet crossover classic. Yeah, see, I feel like Cub Cadet is probably like buying a Honda, and and this is like you know a bad boy mower is is more like buying I don't know what Johnson an Audi. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean would, Scoot, come on, you would listen. You would love this. You would be so happy to head out on a weekend, mow your grass, 
roll up beside your neighbor. I, I know the competition you get in with your with your lawn maintenance and you roll up on a bad boy mower. I the mean, come outlaw on. renegade, the outlaw rogue. I mean, these the are rebel. These are some these are some awesome, awesome mowers. That's all I'm They're saying. They're ten grand. Yes. That's what I'm saying. They're not cheap mowers. My Listen, God. That's why they have money to sponsor tournaments. Are they street legal? Can I take one out Maybe. on the road? <laughs> street legal. I mean, we can ask them. So the bad boys mower, the bad boy mowers crossover classic will start on November 25th. WVU will play Texas A&M on November 25th. And Johnson, I'm sure you're super excited about seeing Buzz Williams again. Oh yeah, I mean, he of the dancing on logos, Buzz Williams. I think he he will always keep uh his space in in our hearts we always enjoy um another opportunity to heckle at him and isn't it uh, and isn't, scoot isn't it weird that buzz williams just keeps showing up on new teams all the time i mean he's yeah. always with a new university every time i turn around now i will say this i'm not a huge buzz williams fan not not at all especially after his little jig or whatever he did on the the floor of the coliseum however he did a pretty cool thing with bringing in some uh, service people from you know, all different uh, armed services. And uh, I think I'm, I'm assuming it was at Texas A&M where he was doing it. It could have been at Virginia Tech. But it was, I think it was at, the, Virginia, I think was it was at a, Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think it was at Virginia Tech. Where he brought in the service people and, and kind of, you know, told everyone that that's who they're playing for. Told the players that, you know, they're playing for these people, not, you know, they're the ones that deserve the seat on the bench and all this kind of stuff. Which is nice. I get that. However, it doesn't take back the fact that he was a smug, <laughs> highfalutin, <laughs> thought his, his business didn't stink, dancing on the floor of the WV in the center of the Coliseum on Bob Huggins Court at Jerry West Coliseum. At the Biscuit Basket. At the Biscuit Basket. The Tudor's Biscuit Basket. Who does he think he is... We play on Wednesday, so that the, the November twenty fifth, Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving. Uh, we play uh, the first game of the tournament at one p.m. against Texas A and M. So listen, let's take a break. We're going to come back with everybody's favorite game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. Bluff the Fluss is coming up, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortec Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortecKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortec, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortec Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears on Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social medias. Look for us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Got Your Ears. It's a fun place to be, Twitter especially, because we like to uh, we like to be on the tweeters. We yeah, like the we tweets do. out a lot. Yeah, we yeah, do. So, And we all have our own individual Twitters. You can find those as well. So uh, definitely check that out. Find us online. Hey, guys, uh, Bluff the Fluffs is happening. Scoot's making a comeback. Johnson, you still lead 11 to 8, 
But Scoot won last week with West Virginia television and movie history. So yeah, he put he put a hurting on me last week. He did he did put a hurting on after all that uh, talk and and you thought you were the best for for hanging a zero yeah. on him the week before. He, we he thought gotta, we'd go to West Virginia Stadium ushers. <laughs> this week guys we're completely getting out of the realm of what we usually talk about and just going with something com- totally random okay. I, f- I feel like i feel like it, it was we were just due for another completely new non-west virginia related non-sports related random thing all so right this week we'll be talking about brand slogans slogans for brands major brands uh oh yeah of products so, i'm feeling good about think, this one skid i, I feel this, like you're uh you're an early favorite like if marketing if vegas odds genius. Were, i think the odds do have skid favored a little here if vegas yeah. was you know handicapping these these bluff the fluffs matchups i feel like you just jumped out to a yeah. to a favor we gotta we gotta find somebody to uh to start handicapping Set, setting the odds great. Yeah, setting the yeah. odds for these. Yeah, if That'd someone awesome. was setting the odds for this, you'd, you'd be the odds-on favorite right now. <laughs> All right, so as always, before we start, don't forget that a correct answer is worth five points, a steal is worth ten points, and the final bluff is worth 25 points. Before we started, we had a complete and total random flip of the coin, and Johnson, you come out first. You get to go first. Yes. Week. I'm go. You're excited mm. about it. All right, Johnson, first question is to you. Okay. These are all multiple choice, as always, because you guys can't think of the correct <laughs> answers. What is the slogan for goldfish crackers? Hmm. Is it A, the snack that smiles back, B, baked gold goodness, C, sailing the seas of cheese, or D, eat every one? Scoot, I feel like... This isn't my answer, but I feel like you sail the seas of cheese all the time. Like every week, we could describe every meal as you sailing the seas of I cheese. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. That but is no, true. I think, I think the answer to your question is A. That's correct. The snack that smiles back is the correct answer. Johnson takes a five to nothing lead early on against Scoot. Scoot, I can't let you get that early steal. I got. I was, I was, I was ready for it. I will say, sailing the seas of cheese. It's <laughs> definitely when I wrote that one, thinking about Scoot a little bit. All right, next one, Scoot, is to you. This popular fast food chain had the slogan, have it your way. Was it Wendy's, Sonic, Burger King, or Five Guys? Well, uh, to tell you the truth here, fellas, uh, I prefer this fast food restaurant over others. And uh, like the king, I like to have it my way. Burger King. That's correct. Burger King is the right answer. And we're all tied up five to five. So you would take, like, so of those options, would you go to Burger King before you'd go to Five Guys? That'd be tough. Uh, Five Guys is a juicy burger. That's a juicy burger. I don't appreciate the way they handle the french fries though <laughs> okay they like, just bag really? them yeah they just literally that's a bag oh, i like that i like how they just and then they throw the extra right on it's top it's so greasy the bag is so greasy yeah i i'm actually fine with that too okay. the burger is a better quality burger though i will give them that but i do like a flame broil that's nice all right guys so we're tied up five apiece after the first two questions johnson this next question is back to you trying to be like nike with just do it this competitor shoe brand used to use the slogan, I will. Was it New Balance, Adidas, Reebok, or Under Armour? Oh, man. 
This one's caught me off guard. I'm going to say Adidas. Sorry, that's incorrect. It is not Adidas. Scoot for the steal. Oddly enough, uh, this company based out of, uh, I believe, Maryland is uh, Under Armour and they will. That's correct. Scooty with the steal and the correct answer and the fact that he's wearing an Under Armour shirt right now. That's right. I will. I will take the lead. Scoot takes the lead. Yeah, 15 to 5 over Johnson. And Scoot, this next question is back to you. You can start to uh, put a little space between you and Johnson here if you can get this. What is the slogan for Scott's paper towels? Mm. Is it (laughs) common sense? (laughs) I know what I said back in February or March about their paper towels. So is it, is it, (laughs) is it common sense on a roll stronger than the next picking up things quicker than the quicker picker upper or now it's dry? Uh, This is tough because none of them are true. Um, I would have said I would have said something and totally. You didn't different. hear anything about sandpaper in any of this. No, and uh, nothing about porous or waste of time. Um, so what was my uh, first two options again? A and B. Common sense on a roll, or stronger than the next. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with stronger than the next B. That's incorrect. Uh, That's that would have been my guess too, because common sense on a roll sounds like the worst marketing department ever, in my opinion. Um, I'm gonna have to go with, you know what? I'm actually gonna go with common sense on a roll. That's correct. Uh, common sense on a roll is the correct answer. Because Scoot, I realized my other option was now it's dry, and that's even worse. <laughs> or than... better than the quicker picker upper. That seems yeah, like but... it's a little wordy. <laughs> that's kind of like you you know, like uh that reminds me of just like a people got together, they forgot there was a meeting to talk about the jingle, and they were uh, now it's dry. I don't I, know. I think they chose uh, common sense on a roll because because using your screen from your window doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like that's what it's like. All right, that's a steal, <laughs> so, right? That's a steal. So uh, we're back tied at fifteen. Scoot gave away a lot right Scoot, there. And you Johnson, hate, you hate Scott's towels even more now. I do. Yeah. And Johnson, this next question is back to you. What famous soft drink used the slogan, it's not for women in their marketing? Was it Mountain Dew, Squirt, Dr. Pepper, or Jolt Cola? Well, that's an obnoxious statement. So I'm going to go with the one that seems obnoxious to me, and that's Jolt Cola. Oh, sorry, that's incorrect. It's not Joel oh, Cole. Man. Scooty for the steal. Mountain Dew, Squirt, or Dr. Pepper? It's not for women. This is a tough one, Guido. You got you got a tough one in here. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go off, off beat here. I'm going to say Dr. Pepper. That's correct. Dr. Pepper used It's Not For Women in one of their Are you serious? Campaigns. When? I, this had to be like 1970s or something. No, I, I honestly, I think it was like in the early aughts. Is what I think oh, it was. my gosh. So, Scoot, after that, you're up 25 to 15 with that 10-point steal right there. And this next question is back to you. 
Hot Pockets used to use this slogan in their marketing. A, don't put it in your real pocket. B, every bite is a different temperature. C, it's kind of like pizza. Or D, what did you think was inside? Oh, my God. <laughs> These are horrible choices. Uh, and one of I'm, them is real. I'm going to go with D, what did you think was inside? I'm sorry, that's that's incorrect. <laughs> Johnson, for 10 points in the steal, is it A, don't put it in your real pocket, B, every bite is a different temperature, or C, it's kind of like pizza? Well, I'm thinking out loud here for a second, um, so let the studio audience know that, first of all. But I think it would be so on brand for it to be every bite is a different temperature, and... Uh, but I'm going to go with don't put it in your real pocket. Oh, my so, God. Are you serious? You had it right the first time. Every bite is a different temperature. You're, why would that? Mean. That's no, a horrible there's slogan. There's no way. <laughs> Every bite is a different temperature. Like, how does that make you want to eat it? I don't know. That's have terrible. You, I feel like you have lots of Hot Pockets, Scoot. Like, I feel like if I opened up your freezer. I, I mean, I've been known to eat a Hot Pocket. I mean, are there are there Hot Pockets in your freezer right now? Uh, yes, there are. Yes, there are. <laughs> Right beside the dinosaur shaped nuggets. Are they are they like are you original only hot pocket, like a pizza hot pocket, or do you do one of those new flavors? Uh no, I I prefer a a lean pocket, if you will. A lean pocket is my my go to. It's like a uh, they got a a chicken cheddar broccoli and uh, pretzel. For the discerning hot pocket eater. Lean pockets. If you're watching your figure, that's right. Uh, if I do a regular hot pocket, I prefer a meatball hot pocket. Oh, these are you just described two things I will definitely never eat. There's no way. Uh, sometime you next time you come over, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix you up one. I'm gonna make you feel bad that you're gonna have to eat it. I I can't believe that that's really that's a real thing. That is a real thing. Every bite is a different temperature. Wow, that's like Scott saying every once in a while they dry your hands. that would have been a good one i should have written that one uh and by the way i wrote all of these incorrect ones so if there's a marketing company out there looking to hire i uh i can write i can write a damn good slogan i'm just saying uh so going into final bluff here guys scooty you have a 10 point lead over johnson 25 to 15 as you remember Final Bluff's worth 25 points, Johnson, so you're not out of it yet. What we try to do every time is have you guys come up with your own buzzers, so you have to buzz in for this one. Scoot, what's your buzzer this week? Okay, all right, we'll go with that. Um, Johnson, what do you got for a buzzer this week? Letty. Letty, all right. Johnson goes on brand, and Scoot goes on brand for Scoot. So here we go, Final Bluff. What old video game system used the slogan the more you play, the harder it gets. Was it in television, Sega, Atari, or Coleco? <laughs> Scoot, Scoot, Scoot gets in and uh, scared me a little bit. With scared that. us a little bit there. Uh, yeah, Scoot. This is tough. I don't really know the answer, so I'm going to take a guess. And I just didn't want to give it to Johnson in case I guess it right. I'm going to go with Coleco. Sorry, that's incorrect. It is not Coleco. So, Scoot, uh, Johnson still has a chance here. Johnson, for the steal and 25 points to win, was it in television, Sega, or Atari? I want to say Atari, but I'm going to go with in television. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. 
the correct answer would have been Sega. Oh, wow. Sega used that. Uh, so congratulations, Scoot. Boom. You win. Two in a row. You win, Scoot. You pull one out two, two in a row. In a row. I mean, closing the gap. This feels more like we both lost, is what it <laughs> I mean, feels like. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, hot pockets. I lost on the worst ad campaign <laughs> ever, <laughs> essentially. Uh, uh, I mean, the scores don't lie. And I am the winner. That's right. So, Johnson, your lead shrinks now 11 to 9 over Scoot. And the year, the end of the year is coming fast, boys. So we're going to finish up right around Christmas time and uh, see who is going to be the big winner for the big special prize that we're going to give out. Hot pockets. <laughs> I'm sorry, lean pockets. You both are watching lean your pockets. Lean pockets. Yes, lean pockets. All right, well, listen, let's take a break. We're going to come back with our segment that Scoot tells us is his favorite segment in the entire world. It's a segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, welcome back to Got Your Ears On, Guido, along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, check out our website, gotyourearson.com. There's a merch link there now. You can buy shirts with our logos on it. Definitely check that out, right, Johnson? Yeah, so if you're on the site, you can uh, click the link to the merch store, and then it'll take you to the rundown of uh, stuff that we're adding all the time, shirts, sweatshirts, um, you know, hoodies, all kinds of stuff. You can literally just start ticking off your Christmas list. So check it out. And then, uh, as always, we'll post um, the latest show on the website. We'll include all the show notes, the stuff we talk about, probably even some stuff that we don't get to. Uh, and you can listen to the show uh, right there in the sidebar. So check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Got your ears on dot com. Every week we have Scooty bring us something that has nothing to do with West Virginia or sports, or sometimes West Virginia sports, or maybe nothing to do with just anything. We like to call the segment, I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us this week, Scoot? Well, this uh, does kind of relate itself to college. Okay, so we are all college graduates, and um, uh, Guido and I happened to go to college together, whereas Johnson uh, did not go to college with us, but he's uh, in the same age ballpark with us, so... Uh, did you do stupid things in college? Yeah, I, I think mean, that's just a rite of passage. I mean, right, right I that's mean. part of going to college, isn't it? I yeah, I mean, I I will tell you a stupid thing that I did in college. There was one time I was, uh, as as you know, in college you have a lot of free time. Uh, so me and another guy went to our local McDonald's and got some cheeseburgers, and then we decided to sit on the uh kind of like the front porch or the front steps of uh his house and we threw our pickles into the road and then we were taking bets on whose pickle would get run over first by a car okay so you do so that you kind were, of stuff you do, so you do that kind of stuff you were That's, very bored yes yeah. uh, yes well okay. uh 
have you ever tried to stick yourself into a an appliance that you should not try to stick yourself into? I have honestly never done that. I can say I've never done that. I don't think I've done that. Like like climb inside the refrigerator kind Something of Something like that, yes. No, never done that. Okay, well, neither have I. Because I mean, look at me. Do I? I couldn't even fit in a refrigerator. Let's be honest. I mean, maybe a chest freezer. We can get you in a chest maybe, freezer. Maybe a very like one of the large chest freezers, like a thirteen cubic or seventeen cubic. A walk-in foot cooler, one. perhaps. Yes. <laughs> cooler. Uh, so there's this girl. Uh, she happens to be British. And uh, okay. not that that really really means anything. I was going to say, does that have bearing on ah, these crazy Brits? Uh, she had to get rescued by her local fire department, or as they say in England, her local fire brigade. <laughs> and uh, after she got her legs stuck inside the clothes dryer that she shares with her roommates. Wait, uh, she put her legs inside she the She got stuck the in the dryer. Um, she was uh, having some wine and tequila, which I'm sure is not a great mix. Uh, well, I think you just did some root cause analysis. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. this is on a Tuesday, you know, a typical Tuesday. Yeah, you, you know, a typical, typical Tuesday. Typical Tuesday. Wine. Night. She was and challenged by her roommates to try to fit herself into the dryer, <laughs> and uh, she fit. She just could not get out. Can you imagine the, that instant, that that millisecond when you realize it goes from fun joking around to i'm stuck in the dryer drum of this unit that's got to be a frightening that's got to be a frightening set of would events. you like me to read her quote i'd love to hear it can you do it in a cockney accent i, I will try I, I may laugh and it may throw me off i was with my other housemates and is that british or is that australian well first of all i feel like her voice is very deep okay, like so i feel like she's got a very deep voice i'm, I'm gonna I'm, where, where i see my i'm gonna change it to a me okay. okay i was with me other housemates and one of them dared me to get in it uh me thinking there was no chance i'd actually fit decided to try it and to my surprise it seemed easier than i thought <laughs> um so yeah so they welcome to got your ears on theater this week scooty will be reenacting 911 calls from great britain as the article says uh her roommates were unable to free her hindquarters from the tiny warm prison <laughs> <laughs> that writer was really going for the uh for the pulitzer on that one that's like the guy that does like like night school in theater classes and this is his only gig he's like i've got to write this article seriously i've got to write he's this. like well, i'm adding just, some panache to this article see what we can do scooter how do you think the friends reacted the, the, oh, the roommates reacted i think the friends love like, this yeah, I feel like this is a point and laugh. Did they wait before they they called nine one one or nine 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 as it is in Great Britain? Is by it nine nine nine? It's nine nine nine. Nine nine nine. Is it really? It's nine nine nine. Nine nine nine. Yes. Hello. We Blimey. have a rump. We we have a we have a rump uh, emergency, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we have people in Great Britain deleting our podcast left and right right now. So yes, yeah, so she. Uh, finally got ex extracted from the dryer. Uh, Did they have to use like the jaws of life? You think to get around? I, I mean, maybe some butter. <laughs> maybe, maybe they brought the country crock over and and got some and, butter to get her out. I don't know. I I would never even think. Clearly, a dryer 
does not have i mean i don't even know how to get my from my foot to my knee into a dryer let alone it's like i don't even know how to get my clothes out of the dryer how do you get a human out of the dryer (laughs) now i mean we've seen people stick their cats in the dryer I don't, we have. I mean, I've we, heard of that. I've heard of that. I don't know what friends you have, but yeah. I haven't seen anybody do that. Have you not heard of that? Uh, people sticking cats in dryers? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't think it's a thing. Is that a? I mean, pretty much the only thing that goes in the dryer. Uh, it is... just seems like it would be a bad idea in general. Like, was she thinking that they were going to get the shut the door on her in the dryer that would be horrific well yeah what was the plan like were they going to shut the door and then try to turn it on and i see don't what happened? know I, I, I don't it doesn't sound like there was a plan was this it was obviously you know most of the dryers are all the front loader dryers i wonder if this was like one of the ones with the see-through door so you could like see yes uh, yes the, the there's a picture online there's a yes. picture online yes okay, good. now uh i have a friend when i was uh i was freshly out of college we had bought a uh dog crate because uh, we were getting a dog we didn't have the dog yet but we had purchased the crate and uh, i have a picture of this friend in the dog crate what, what kind of dog were you getting that a friend could fit in the crate uh well it's we were trying to give it enough space to move around we were getting a miniature schnauzer what? <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like you have been known to own uh you know what i like to call purse dogs dogs that scoot can carry around in his man purse uh, so I can't imagine what a large crate that a human could fit in, what you would put, size dog you'd put in there. Yeah, so I, a friend of ours fit into the crate that we got for our miniature schnauzer. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to call, did you have to call 999? Yes. To get your friend 999? No, he was able, he was and able he to get out. Blimey. 999. He said, he said, me mate is stuck in. <laughs> me mate, me mate stuck in my dog crate. Me bloody mate stuck in the, uh, stuck in the dryer again. Well, I think that is just an example of uh, maybe alcoholic beverages leading people astray, Guido. On a Tuesday yes. night, that's that's kind of, I don't know, I feel like maybe that's a Friday night, get stuck in the dryer call thing, that not a, a tumble, Tuesday night. Call that a tumble, dry, yeah. a tumble dry Tuesday. <laughs> tumble dry Tuesday. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right. Well, if you find something on the internet that you would like Scooty to share uh, for Can't Believe My Ears, share it to him on Twitter at... Tob Scoot, T-O-B-S-C-O-O-T, Tob Scoot. And uh, maybe he'll share it on the show next week. You never know, right, Scoot? That's right. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, or you can call our hotline. Yes, you can call the hotline. It's 304-518-G-Y-E-O. So give us a call. Well, guys, uh, West Virginia University plays this Saturday in Lubbock against Texas Tech at 530. The game will be on ESPN2. The Deuce! As Scooty likes to call it. I think other people like to call it that, too, not just me. No, you're the only person who likes to call it that. Nobody else likes to call it that. That's why ESPN stopped calling it the deuce. Only you still call it the deuce. West Virginia University is 3-1 overall, 2-1 in the Big 12 Conference right now with a win over Kansas last week. Thanks, everybody, for joining the show. We'll be back next week with another show. Don't forget, find us on Instagram, Twitter, at Got Your Ears On. Also, check out our website, GotYourEarsOn.com. Listen, like, subscribe. We'll talk to you all soon. Have a great time. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.